1: What do those words mean to you? To me, they say, thank you, America, for your strength, for your courage, and for our freedom, which has been a beacon to the world for 200 years.
0: Of the United States of America.
1: Whose bright stars are 50 states, each bearing its own stamp of individuality. People, 200 million strong. People who have come to her from all corners of the earth.
0: And to the Republic for which it stands.
1: A land of laws, with an ingenious system of checks and balances that allows no man to become a tyrant and lets no group prevail if their power is not tempered with a real concern for the government. A land where the right of dissent and free speech is jealously guarded. Where the ballot box is the sword. People, it's wielded.
0: One nation under God.
1: A land where freedom of worship is a cornerstone of her being. A land graced with temples and churches, synagogues and altars that rise in profusion to embrace all the religions of the world.
0: Indivisible.
1: A land forged by the hot steel and raw courage, and formed forever by the awful crucible. Civil war. With
0: liberty.
1: Her man, in pursuit of an honest life, will not be denied his chance. Where her citizens move freely within her vast borders without hindrance or fear. A land brimming with opportunity. Where freedom of choice is the guideline for all.
0: And justice.
1: The courts of our land are open to all. Its wheels of justice grind for all causes all people they look to every avenue for justice every concern of the law and they temper their reasoning with mercy
2: gave him the Nobel Peace Prize without him doing anything, and he took it. He changed health care for millions of Americans, even though they liked what they had. He says he will tell Iran to quit making nukes, and they will stop, because he is just that good. To him, the Supreme Court is nothing but an unelected group of people. You want precedent? He is the president. He picked Joe Biden to be his vice president, just to show that he doesn't really need one. He wants us to believe no one else in America would have made the bin Laden call. He is the most arrogant man in the world. (laughs) I ultimately get what I want. Stay ignorant. to a sense of honor.
3: Yep, well, good evening to everybody, Uh, welcome to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is August 23rd, 2012, Old Town, Alexandria, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Big news today, big news. As you may know, if you follow the show, you'll know that most of the week we've been talking about the possibility of um of uh martial law. The possibility that uh, is it possible that the president of the United States, sensing defeat and um under under the delusion as many have said that his destiny is to reshape, reform, fundamentally transform the United States of America. If he feels that his agenda and his destiny is being impeded, some have suggested that perhaps he'll work to suspend elections and declare martial law. Well... And oh wait, wait, wait. And yesterday I also reported that uh a company that I am closely affiliated with have uh good friends working in the corporate offices and also in the control rooms. I got a big shout out to the folks in Alpharetta, Georgia Plantation Pipeline. It's been reported that Kinder Morgan, along with several other oil and gas producers, are pumping out massive quantities of JP-6. Now, JP-6, for those of you who don't know, is jet propulsion number six. Jet fuel. And Well, that wasn't enough for me, so I had to contact some of my my buddies in the Marine Corps. Over at Quantico, and uh, the folks in North Carolina, and over at Camp Pendleton. What's happening? What's going on? It's very hush-hush. They told me a little bit, but I couldn't tell you. They're accepting... More than fifteen, ten to fifteen thousand barrels a day. Just the Marine Corps alone. What's happening? Why all the jet fuel? I'm told it's usually five to six thousand. What's going on? So earlier today, earlier today. A Texas judge suggested that civil war might ensue if Obama wins re-election. Lubbock County Judge Tom Head explained why it's necessary to raise the tax rate by 1.7 cents the next fiscal year. One reason being... That the sheriff needs to expand his staff. Judge Hedge, uh, judge Hedge said uh, he and the county must be prepared for many contingencies. One that he particularly fears is if President Obama is reelected, he's going to try to hand over the sovereignty of the United States to the UN. And what's going to happen when that happens? He he said. The judge the, the judge said, and I quote. I'm thinking the worst. Civil unrest, civil disobedience, civil war maybe. And we're not just talking about a few riots here and a few demonstrations. We're talking Lexington Concord, take up arms and get rid of the guy. Sounds like tough talk. It goes on. Now what's going to happen if we do that? If the public decides to do that, he's going to send in UN troops. I don't want them in Lubbock County. Okay, so I'm going to stand in front of their armored personnel carriers and say, "You're not coming in here." Now, I know a lot of you, a lot of folks, um, uh, check in to um, the Fox Nation website, the Fox Nation. It's hard to tell whether or not this judge has gone. Senile, Joe Biden style, if he's just out there where the buses refuse to run or if he just is plain scared. I don't know. I I have no I have no reason to believe that if Obama is reelected that he will hand over sovereignty of our country to the UN. I don't believe that. But a lot of people do. Now, some of my black folks in town have been talking about racism. And the hoods have come off. And all of that crap. They're afraid of a black president. They don't want a black president in office. He's black. He's African American. They're scared of an African American having power. All that stuff going on all day long today. We're going to talk about that a little bit later when we get into the idea of denial, denial, and still more denial. But folks are scared. America is on edge right now. They're on edge because they fear a lot of folks, not all, certainly not. They fear... That Obama will be reelected and they fear what he might do, when he's caught in audio, saying to the French, uh, I don't know, prime minister, or whatever the guy's name, whatever the guy's title is, saying, "After the election, I'll have more flexibility. What does that mean? A lot of folks were asking, what does that mean? A bit more flexibility a lot more flexibility, a little more flexibility, whatever. Folks, we have come a long, long way from hope and change. We're now into the realm of fear and change. You know, the whole thing about fear, hope, and change is you know, we're always assuming that when we use the word change, that it's a good thing. That that change is good. You know, hope and change. But when my dad used to come into my room and say, hey, there's going to be some changes around here. That wasn't good. It didn't sound good at all, and it wasn't. How many times have you had someone say, we're going to make some changes? We're going to make some changes around here. It was never good. Certainly not good for you. But so many people are attached. were attached in 2008 to this hope and change. The guy came in as the Messiah. I mean, I saw pictures... There there were posters, there, there were even paintings of him, quite appropriately, riding down uh, Pennsylvania Avenue on an ass, a donkey. And it was an ass on top of another ass, an ass riding another ass, picture that. So now, there were pictures just after the election, just after the inauguration of Obama with a halo over his head and riding down Pennsylvania Avenue on an ass wearing Jesus garb and an a thorny crown and he was the messiah he was the chosen one he was the one who was going to bring us enlightenment he was the one who was going to he was going to break it all down for us and it was all going to be good Life was gonna be beautiful. You know, there weren't gonna be any blue states, any red states. Just the United States of America. Yeah, the Messiah. That's what he was. That's what. That's what folks were saying. He was the Messiah. He was going he was going to usher in a new era of politics now but what what we have is fear People are afraid of this guy Yeah How many times How many times have you have you seen pictures of the guy with this light over his head like a halo? And now folks are afraid of civil war, civil unrest, anarchy. (laughs) Never has one president, has one public figure come down to this level where you're afraid that if he's reelected that the country will crumble and just die how many times have we been this way with jimmy carter certainly not you know he had the best intentions yeah i'll give him that he just was incompetent but he didn't wish america any ill he didn't he didn't even pit americans against americans George Bush Sr., no. Bill Clinton, no. Bill Clinton loves this country. You know, you don't trust him with your daughter, your wife, your dog. You shake his hand, you check for your rings, make sure you still got them, your watch, and even a couple of your fingers. Other than that, I believe Bill loved this country. This guy... Obama seems to want to—I don't know—bring America down. He—he—he he, he, he seems to have some sort of a a grudge against the whole country, where he wants to see it completely and utterly dismantled. Remember this, and I quote: "We have an amazing story to tell." This president has brought us out of the dark and into the light, end quote. Michelle Obama, his wife, said that. An amazing story to tell? The president has brought us out of the dark and into the light? What light would that be? That light that you supposedly see just before you die? And how about this one? Obama is, oh wait, and I quote, Obama is, of course, greater than Jesus, end quote, politicking a Danish newspaper. Come on. Is this – now, we know that Jesse Jackson Jr. is out there where the buses don't run. That's already – that's been confirmed. Certainly, we thought it, right, with the crazy talk about, you know, the government employing, you know, two, three million people, 40,000 each. It was suspected that he was out there, way, way out there. So here's what he had to say back when Barack Obama was was the shit. He said, and I quote, What Barack Obama has accomplished is the single most extraordinary event that has occurred in the 232 years of this nation's political history. End quote. Now, no one's ever accused Jesse Jackson, Jr. of being a keen intellect. He let that gastric bypass surgery go to his head, screwed him all up. Or how about this one? How about this one from Halle Berry? That girl is as dumb as a box of rocks. Confirmed. Quote, I'll do whatever he says to do. I'll collect paper cups off the ground to make his pathway clear. End quote. Damn. How dumb can you get? Now, Deepak Chopra, Chopra a man whom I admire, said, That Barack Obama represents a quant and I quote a quantum leap in American consciousness. End quote. You're gonna have to throw him out with the bathwater. Oh yeah. (laughs) How about this one? And I quote: This is bigger than Kennedy. This is the New Testament. I feel this thrill. Going up my leg. I mean, I don't have that too often. I'll bet he doesn't. No, seriously. It's a dramatic event, end quote. When another man says he gets a thrill up his leg from another man, that's just going out there. All right. Just one or two more, perhaps. How about this one? Obama is... Obama is creative imagination, which coupled with brilliance equals wisdom. He is the man for this time. I don't even know what the hell that means. And I have a PhD in history and a Bachelor of Science in physics. And I I, I can't make heads or tails out of that shit. But I think you get the point. Barack Obama called in He said He is the Mac I am the way I am the light No man I don't I forgot the rest of it I'm sorry And all around the country, spray-painted on white walls, was the words, Obama is God. But folks aren't feeling like that anymore. The euphoria has died down. At one time, Obama enjoyed 70 plus percent an approval rating and even some republicans were in the mix now he's barely breaking even newsweek had an article out just after the election obama god of all things yeah Oh, yeah. But now, we're pretty much, like, suffering with this dude. It's like, okay, well, what is happening here? The President of the United States has divided this country between white and black, rich and poor, us against them at every single turn. He claims to represent the middle class, but hell no, he does not. He represents only himself and as much power as he can accumulate over the next four years. Now, my question to you is this before we go to the break. Will Barack Obama manufacture a crisis in order to suspend elections if he believes that his destiny is threatened? No, no, no you know what? No, no, no. I know what you're thinking. Jones, what's up with you, man? Have you gone the conspiracy route? Are you you're out there? You're out there where the buses don't run. Come on, man. I mean, come on. I know what you're saying, and I, I dig it. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Folks are saying. It's all over the blogosphere all day long. So we have to pay attention to it, as well. We should. Civil war? Suspended elections? When was the last time we heard this kind of talk? Oh, no, we never did. Because uh, uh, we weren't here. Anybody within the sound of my voice who, who's in, who who can hear my voice was not alive when civil unrest, uh, suspended elections the suspension of habeas corpus uh, 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 secession, civil war. That was like, uh, what, 1860? 1861? So now we have the president who claims to follow the mode of Lincoln, who took his oath with his grubby mitts on the Lincoln Bible, Abraham Lincoln's own personal Bible, claims to have uh, claims that Lincoln is one of his role models, claims to come from Illinois, same where Lincoln came from, even though Lincoln was from Kentucky, not Illinois. Obama's not from Illinois, he's from Kenya or Hawaii or Mars or some shithole. You take your pick. If you insist. Neither one of those guys is from Illinois. But Obama makes the comparison that they're both from Illinois. Neither one of them is actually from Illinois. But hey. Grist for the mill. If Obama believes that his. destiny is threatened to be cut short will he peacefully and rightfully give up power remember he said that and i quote the constitution is a charter of negative liberties it says what the government can't do to you but not what they can should do for you should do on your behalf. I mangled that a bit, which is why I'm not going to end it with a quote. Nevertheless, let's take our break. Come right back, <laughs> and we'll 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 pick, we'll pick this up. I'm a little pumped up. I got my guy uh, 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 G Ski Rocks 2020 Radio. What a great show last night. Fantastic. I had a lot of Starbucks coffee. Give a big shout out though before we go to the break to Starbucks on King and Union. Here in beautiful old town Alexandria. Man, they were out tonight. They were out. I'm talking sitting out at the King Street on King Street in the little cafes. You know, right outside this fine restaurant. And once again, I saw steak. I saw lobster and steak together. I saw wine being poured as I walked by. Big pieces of bread. Folks are chowing down on King Street, I'm telling you right now. Damn. My mouth is watering right now. I walked past all that. Headed down to Union Street. Get my coffee. And once again, I have to remark of how well-mannered... Alexandria's Old Town Alexandria dogs are. Because there's no way in hell my dog, Ron... Or my dog, Nick would sit there, just chilling, daydreaming away, while there's a juicy porterhouse, or ribeye, within striking distance. How the hell does that happen? How do you get a dog, just to sit and chill, while you've got a steak, as big as your plate, juicy, succulent, Ruth Chris style steak and the dog is just like, just sitting there. I suspect that these rich white folks, these millionaires and billionaires who are eating these fine juicy steaks and surf and turf and all those goodies I saw as I walked by up and down King Street. I suspect that they drug those damn dogs. I think that they give those dogs like a Valium or something before they walk them down to King Street and chow down. Because there's no way in hell my dog would just sit there. I mean, I'd have to fight him. I'd have to literally wrestle my own dog to the ground. To keep him from getting my steak. Or could it be that this is the difference between a rich man's dog. And a middle class, upper middle class, guy's dog. Maybe my dog just didn't have the proper schooling. My dog's not a one percenter. Or maybe they feed those damn dogs a steak at home. Maybe the dog knows he's going to get the leftovers. Could that be it? That he's going to get some of that steak. All he has to do is just chill and behave himself long enough. And there's no way he's thinking, maybe the dog's thinking, there's no way I can finish this whole steak. There's no way she can finish that steak. There's no way he can finish that steak. I'm going to get some of that steak. All I have to do is be cool and wait my time. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Let's take our break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
4: It's Monday, January twenty third, 2012, and this is news. As President Obama prepares to deliver his third annual State of the Union Address on Tuesday... A White House spokesman announced the president would build on his we can't wait theme by making the speech seven hours before the members of Congress arrive at the Capitol building. A draft of the speech says we can't wait for the divisive do nothing Congress to show up just so most of them can refuse to applaud my bold proposals. The only hope for achieving unity around my vision is for me to be alone in the room. The White House says the State of the Union Address will focus on a blueprint for an economy that works for everyone. The president will echo his own populist rhetoric from a recent speech in Osawatomie, Kansas, when he called for an America where, quote, everyone engages in fair play, everyone gets a fair shot, and everyone does their fair share. Obama said he got the idea for that slogan when he made a fair shot on the 18th fairway. On a fair weekday when it didn't seem fair for him to go to work at his $400,000 per year job, while so many Americans don't even have a job. During the speech, the president will highlight GM's return to profitability, celebrating the fact that the government-owned automaker reclaimed the sales leadership crown from Toyota in 2011. The public-private partnership model works, Obama will say, before announcing a tax-funded bailout of Hostess the bankrupt maker of dessert cakes and pies. The president will insist that the government takeover is necessary, calling the nation's Twinkie consumers too big to fail. The Hostess bailout will kick off a new administration focus on American manufacturing, advance the president's emphasis on green technology, and support the First Lady's campaign against obesity as the president unveils the new Hostess Organic Asparagus Ho-Ho's. Mitt Romney lashed out at South Carolina primary winner Newt Gingrich, calling him a failed leader and a disgrace after Romney finished more than 12 points behind Gingrich in the Palmetto State. The former Massachusetts governor's defeat capped a week in which he learned that he had actually lost the Iowa caucus. It's Monday, August 20th, 2012, and this is news. The Obama campaign has launched a series of seven attack ads on radio in battleground states, warning Americans of the harm they'll face from Mitt Romney's economic plans. However, to maintain credibility in a time when millions of Americans are already suffering from the impact of President Obama's economic plans, each radio spot ends with the president saying, I'm Barack Obama. The devil you know. Now
0: while Obama's in it's France and telling everybody over there, hey, you got to help yourselves. The world ought to help, but uh, you need to fix your corruption and you need to help yourselves and be great. He would say that here, but that's not what he's saying here. Here's what he's every saying. here. Bumper to bumper PS, where the government sticks its nose into every nook, every cranny, every place, and everything, including your business. So just remember. This is your favorite radio talk show, shitshow.com, with the man who calls it as he sees it on the show that rocks the top. Malony is a dingo. His lies are like the So just remember. You built that business. If you got a business. another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the just the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. as always, Southern
1: Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: Live and direct. Rock. Yo yo,
1: <laughs> yo yo, what's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my
0: peeps? Cheeky
1: loves his peeps. He loves his radio family, and you can join him Monday and Wednesday at
0: 9 p.m.
1: Eastern, and Saturdays at four.
0: Stay on late for conservative prime time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to conservative prime time. I'm your host, GGT.
1: Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, conservative primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m.
0: Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself with the situation report, C. Robert Jones, Ph.D.
3: In the interest of full disclosure. I have had just a little bit to drink.
2: <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknight at 8 p.m.
1: Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness! Welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Doc C. Robert Jones. That was a promo done recently, very recently, by my good friend David Graham, author of Stay Mad and and uh, Stay Mad Radio. Hey, I uh, I didn't have it. I didn't. I didn't take the opportunity to listen to that promo before I put it out there. Uh, before I put it in the queue, but uh, I, I dig it. I dig it. I... <laughs> yeah, you know when uh, when a lady puts it out there that she's the hostess with the mostest, we men often our, mi- our minds wander to what exactly does that mean. And then we come back, you know, to normal behavior, and then we start thinking, "Oh well," and then we move on to something else because that's how our minds work. But nevertheless, <laughs> let's get on with the show. And 2020 wants that promo, and you've got it, my man. Uh, shoot me over an email at like US Marine One. At Hotmail.com, the number one, I will send it right over to you, I promise. Oh, and I've also got some stuff I need to send over to Southern Sense, and I'll do that later tonight as well. Hey, all right, so let's get on with the show. I see we've got my main man, Piston Pilot, or his nom de guerre, or nom de plume. You take your pick. One angry Jew. So this is going to be right up uh, 1AJ1's alley right here. Open War Gaming Against American Citizens. A recent issue of the well-respected Small Wars Journal featured an article titled Full Spectrum Operations in the Homeland, A Vision of the Future, written by retired Army Colonel uh, Kevin Benson of the Army University of Foreign Military and uh, along with uh, Jennifer Weber, a Civil War expert. The article helpfully... Game played in full operational detail how the army would destroy a local tea party insurrection that 's right, you heard me right. The authors claim that should tea party rebels take over rebels take over a city hall, quote Americans will expect the military to execute without pause and as professionally as if it were acting overseas, end quote. Therefore, I quote again, the Army cannot disappoint the American people, especially in such a moment, quote. Indeed, the brazenness of this scheme for the United States military to kill Americans created a small, temporary stir. A lot of folks didn't even hear about it. The Washington Times editorialized, and I quote, this is a dark pessimistic and wrong-headed view of what military leaders should spend their time studying, end quote. The Washington Times also noted a professor at the Joint Forces Staff College was relieved of duty in June for uttering the hearsay that the United States is at war with Islam. The Obama administration contended that the professor had to be relieved because what he was teaching – was not U.S. policy. Because there is no disclaimer attached to the small wars pieces, it's fair to ask, at least in Colonel Benson's case, whether his views reflect official policy regarding the U.S. military forces against American citizens. Now, re- let me remind you that when a, a military commander is relieved, his career is over, he's done. He's sent to some small outpost somewhere or buried in some staff job in the basement of the Pentagon until he is ushered out of the military quite unceremoniously. Anytime any commander is relieved, he is done. Done. So, we're going to Touch on one more subject, and then we're going to take our call from one AJ one, one angry Jew. By all means necessary. If all else fails, Obama and his investors may be prepared to keep power by any means necessary. This information comes from an uncannily predictive website called the Ulsterman Report. Has anybody heard of it? Check it out. The Ulsterman report. Those who who followed its fascinating interviews over the last couple of years with two anonymous sources, Wall Street Insider and White House Insider, both have seen its scopes confirmed again and again and again and again. Over a year ahead of other media, The Ultimate Report was informing readers that Valerie Jarrett ran the White House and that Obama was strangely disengaged from the actual task of governing. You know, kind of like when he was disengaged from his senatorial duties in both the State House and federal. You know, kind of like he was disengaged from actually teaching. At the University of Chicago, where his professor overseers titled him as being lazy and disengaged, it's predicted – I mean, wait a minute. The Alterman Report predicted the emergencies – or the emergencies, I'm sorry – the emergencies of obscure figures. Carmela D. Harris, who's now Attorney General of California, and her brother-in-law, Tony West, the newly named acting Associate Attorney General at the Department of Justice, who's being groomed as, guess what, Holder's successor. Most critically, shortly after the bin Laden operation, the Alsterman report revealed that Valerie Jarrett had canceled three previous bin Laden raids. That information now has been confirmed by Richard Miniter in his book *Leading from Behind: The Reluctant President and the Advisors Who Decide for Him*. That's the title of the book. Recently, a source at the, a source known as Military Insider, of whom I write for on occasion, met with Alt- Altman. At the urging of Wall Street Insider, they met. They met for a specific purpose and that was to issue a warning. A section of the conversation goes like this. MI Military Insider. Approximately 2 years ago, not quite 2 years ago, I received information pertaining to an election contingency plan. And that was for 2012. Ten elections, there were particular operatives specific to the Obama administration and Democrat Party leadership, indicating an overwhelming need to secure a second term for Obama. That document's title was, there was a pause, WSI, Wall Street Insider. He can be trusted. I give you my word. Please proceed. Apparently, there was someone else in the room. MI, Military Insider. This document title was, quote, by any means necessary, end quote. It was an unofficial document, but we know it came directly from channels specific to the administration. We confirm that. UM responds, What channels? Who are you talking about? MI responds, we believe it to have been authorized by Mr. Sunstein, reviewed and approved by Valerie Jarrett. Preparations for implementation are being done in part by Mr. Leo Garrard, who is coordinating in the effort with high-ranking officials within the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, and the U.S. military. Now, we could, folks, we could dismiss the anonymous military insider's warning as overheated, unsourced hysteria, but I wouldn't if I were you. I'm affiliated with these folks. I like my credibility. I would not affiliate myself with some kooks, nut jobs. And besides that, every prediction that they've made so far has come to pass. Every single one. We're not talking about Nostradamus stuff, we're talking about simple policy. So we could dismiss it. Or we can examine it as one more piece of evidence to place alongside all the other evidence. The greatest asset of Obama and his investors has been their warp speed audacity. We're too stunned to believe what's happened in front of our very eyes and too embarrassed to mention it. Who wants to speak up and be ridiculed as an unhinged paranoid marching with a tinfoil hat brigade? America remains the last hope on earth. And we, the people, must keep our power by any means necessary. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you believe that the Messiah, a man who believes that achieving the office of the presidency was his destiny, and the fact that it is his destiny to fundamentally transform the United States of America, do you think he's going to let something like an election stop him from fulfilling his destiny i'm going to take my call from 1aj one, 1 angry jew 1 angry jew how you doing man talk about it
5: i still think it's not going to happen okay and i think that people have too many thoughts on all these issues and I think this is a smokescreen being thrown up to keep people busy. Why
3: do you think that?
5: Because I've seen it happen too often. As I told you, I've changed my mind on the birth certificate issue that he put that out there to keep everybody uh, guessing and, and claiming all sorts of stuff including that he wasn't born in America. well, I might believe he isn't he wasn't born in America but I'm as I said I told you I'm more believing now that he committed fraud he's uh-huh. hiding it yeah and everything else was to keep you away from that fraud yeah so while everybody spins their wheels trying to prove something that they can't prove he's he meanwhile has covered up the fraud and he's got lots of people complicit in it you heard at the end of your last show that I was on uh, your stay mad friend. Yeah. What did he, what did he say to me? He ended. The, he sort of ended the show, and he said that uh, I didn't understand Islam when I uh-huh. told him that I thought nine eleven was an inside job. Yeah. And his response was, oh, "Well, I don't know Islam. I didn't understand yeah. the logic of that statement." Uh.
3: I, I I suspect what he was trying to say and I can't I can't you know, I can't put words in his mouth. I can only speculate from what he said how I would interpret it is that um uh, Islam has a deep seated hatred for this country and everything it stands for. No and it's completely plausible that they uh they accomplished uh nine eleven on their own and that it was not an inside job. That's the only thing I could surmise. I mean, uh, twenty. I mean, uh, uh, um, David oh. listens to the show. He downloads it. Uh, he listens to it on the rebroadcast. So he'll probably come back and and clarify his statement. And uh, I would love statement. to
5: debate him. Yeah, I would love to
3: openly debate him. I'm sure he'd love it too. Uh, yeah, but, but see, here's yeah. a
5: pro- here's what I think is going on with that.
3: Mm-hmm. I
5: think that this is a uh, and I looked at his website. Yeah. His website is primarily a Muslim hate fest.
0: Hmm.
5: I mean, that might be a little strong, but he doesn't like Muslims. And he's blaming Muslims, it seems, for everything. But what if that wasn't what happened? What if Muslims didn't do it? Now, at the time of 9-11, when 9-11 happened, the morning of, I got woken up by my friend, a pilot, a pilot I fly with, a flying buddy. And he said, turn on your TV. I said, what's going on? I'm like, before 9 o'clock. I said, well, what's going on? He said, just turn it on. And so... I turned on the TV, and the the one plane had already hit the first tower. And I said, well, he said, the plane hit the building. I said, wow. I said, I guess that's, uh, that's possible. Is somebody trying to land or, or take off? They missed it. Is it. What's the weather up there? The weather was clear. I was supposed to fly a priest friend of mine the next day up the Hudson River, which I did many, many times. Fly up the Hudson, go land at uh, White Plains, and then fly back. It's a beautiful trip. You can uh, look in the windows of the buildings as you go by, including the World Trade Center. I used to go fly by them, and go, you could see the people at their desks in the buildings. You were you were that close. Life was great. And I'm, I'm watching this go on, and then all of a sudden, the second plane hits. And immediately I knew. Uh, I didn't know that it was done. In fact, I didn't even believe. I believed the government story for maybe two years. Never really looked at it, but then when I did look at it, I started questioning things and I started looking at the physics of it and the math, and it didn't make sense. And so everything that's being done in this country is being—we are told—is being done because of what? 9/11, right?
3: Well, not everything um for what, example
5: what don't they, what do well, that they do for,
3: for example levels? for example uh, the uh I'll, I'll give you an example what what we've been talking about over the last 15 minutes with um military insider of which I'm closely familiar with uh, uh, uh affiliated with and then uh uh Mr. Alsterman of uh of uh, of uh, UM and then uh, Wall Street Insider now they've issued warnings about what Obama's plans are, what this administration's plans are, they've been right one hundred percent of the time regarding uh, their predictions and because they they say and they do have sources on the inside, deep inside the administration, and their sources have told them what's going to happen, they've reported it, and then six months to seven months later, what they reported. Whom uh, they uh, n- no one's really paying attention to what they reported actually happens, so we have a situation here where they're reporting that the Obama administration is prepared to win this election one way or the other, and I quote the administration's own words by any means necessary so this doesn't have anything to do with 9/ 11. So, but, so what we've been talking about all week, and you've been a part of it, is whether or not the Obama administration is preparing to win this election one way or the other. Because Obama believes, and he's stated many times, that it is his destiny to tr- fundamentally transform the United States of America. He cannot do that in four short years. Hell, he probably won't even be able to do it in eight so, not everything is about what, what occurred with 9-11. Not everything is a, 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 an Islamic threat. Now, Obama may be a Muslim. Maybe not. Quite frankly, I don't give a damn. I only want to see him gone in just two months from now. So, the question remains. In the call-in numbers, 347 8, 8, 8, and I'm going to ask you, one angry Jew, again... With all the the stuff that's coming out of the, mini- the administration, all the leaks, do you really believe that this is just misinformation? That the one hand is uh, not showing the other hand what's going on? Bathing do you believe the, the
5: military is ready to take on the American public? Gun I, be-
3: I believe. At gunpoint? That- I believe that a certain segment of the, that the military, uh, 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 a good contingency of the military, will believe, that, that they do believe that their, their, their allegiance is to the, the Constitution of the United States, not necessarily to its people, the people of this great country, but to the Constitution. They swore an oath to defend and protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. They will follow that. Then there's the other segment of the military who believes that who who, who are, don't owe an allegiance to any president, but to the Constitution and the people of the United States.
0: And what and, percentage
3: but, is that? I don't know. I honestly I don't know. I wish. But you I knew. can't have this conversation without knowing what those percentages are. Well, I, I in order to know that percentage, I'd have to take a, a survey of each individual member of the United States military, and given that the army. Uh, at as of this date, is close to a million strong all by itself. It's impossible.
5: Well, how much of the army is in the United States right now?
3: I don't know. There are they. There are there are fourteen brigades. There are ten divisions total. I don't know where they are at any given time. I can look that information up. It's uh, it's readily available. Well, I think you
5: need to look it up for this conversation because. I need to know how many of the military are the type that believe that the Constitution comes first, that they took an oath, that whatever that the Commander in Chief comes second, and then I need to know what percentage of the military would do whatever they're told by their superiors.
3: Well, I mean that's impossible to gauge. I mean, as being being a former military officer, a high-ranking officer myself. For after 31 years, there's no way I could tell who's going to be loyal to me if I give a command and who isn't. That may affect. I mean, that maybe uh, have a constitutional uh, question put before it. I don't know that. You don't know what's in a man ha- man's heart. You only, You don't even know how 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 any one man is going to behave. Any any man's going to behave on the battlefield. Oh, yeah, they walk tough and talk tough, and it's all about, you know, being the greatest warriors of all time and you know, the Marines being, you know, the toughest, and the baddest. But I've seen Marines cower. You can't tell. You can't – I mean, there's no way to answer that question, 1A.J.
5: There's oh, no way at all. But you can't this, – this conversation hinges upon
3: I don't that information. No. I don't believe it does. Well,
5: then tell me – okay, fine. Let's assume that you're right. Tell me how it's going to come down.
3: How what's going to come down?
5: How Obama is going to take over, not allow Romney to take the presidency and is how he's going to
0: to
3: how is he going to do it? Well, it's been not it, it's if he feels as though he's not going to win the the election using All the other methods that politicians use, you know, uh, election fraud, uh, you know, registering voters who are dead, you know, the usual stuff. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, if 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 he's not going to be able to be successful that way, it's been suggested by a great many over the past couple of months and certainly the last couple of weeks, as his poll numbers falter, that he could simply declare a national emergency and suspend the elections.
5: Okay, I think it's going to happen differently.
3: Okay, well, tell me.
5: I think that we're going to have another 9-11. However, it won't be as sloppy as the first one. It will be a, a nuclear device in a city that is not too, too important. We shoot ourselves in the foot, but we don't blow the whole foot off. We might blow a toe off. So they're not going to go after New York or San Francisco. It'll be a small city because you don't need to terrorize everyone. You don't need to kill everyone to terrorize everyone. It'll be a, it'll be blamed on the Russians. It'll be blamed on the Muslims. It'll be blamed on, likely, it'll be blamed on a tea party. And a city somewhere in this country will get nuked. And it'll be a, a complete disaster. They'll, they'll declare martial law. They'll get everybody revved up. And there'll be no evidence left for anybody to find like 9 See, the problem with 9-11 and the Merritt Federal Building and the first bombing at the World Trade Centers is that they were sloppy. They left clues. E- even though they control the way people think. They, they, there's a group thing that goes around. Uh, from some people, how dare I? I've been told many, many times, how dare I question my government? How dare I question the story? What one, kind one, of a patriot am I?
3: One, one AJ. You know, I mean, that's a plausible scenario. That's right out of uh, some of all fears, uh, the, the, the 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 movie and, and the book. But and and I, I dig it. I do. I I think that a manufactured crisis. Is completely plausible. However, it's a little bit dramatic for this case.
5: Why?
3: Obama can simply suspend the elections and say that you but know he can't get
5: away with that. He needs well reason.
3: he can't he can had away a reason
5: to it. suspend the he elections.
3: He won't he won't get away with it regardless of what he does. Even uh, if a if nuke a, if hit if New York City, city. No, well, no, 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 no,
5: they're no. not going to do that.
3: The but thing if, is, if, one AJ, he's not going to get away with it at all. Why there'll not? be there'll be massive there'll be a massive uprising. America will crumble and fall before Obama steals an election by not having one. I mean, well, it just won't work he, that he's way. Not,
5: he's not stealing the election. He's got an emergency he's got to deal with, right? So he's going to put off the transfer of power because you can't transfer power when you're in the middle of being attacked, for example, or. Uh, you've got a national crisis. Well, why not manufacture that national crisis?
3: It's possible that that could. Have all right, been.
5: let me give you one that maybe you can swallow. Here's another national crisis that uh, maybe is a little more palatable for you. An EMP goes off, or the Muslims, because they're so smart, figure out a way to get into our electrical grid and shut it down, and now all the refrigeration is off for a third of the United States. No food. Can't pump the gas that's underground because there's no electricity for the pumps. Can't refrigerate anything. The food spoils. Most people have a few days' worth of food in the refrigerator, Mm -hmm. and they're not like uh, other people where they stock up on canned goods and whatnot in case of an emergency. So people get hungry. And the people in the cities, well... When they get hungry, where are they going to go? But how does this? Be lots of people in the cities hungry.
3: Okay, there are a lot of folks. There'll be a lot of folks in the cities hungry. But the the we we need to we need to, we need to. Will Obama? The question is.
5: Well, I'm giving you the scenario that he could use. Is well,
3: that there, not, is that do- not a more plausible scenario for you? There, there are dozens of scenarios. My question: How about is, my scenario? I, I agree with more,
5: yours. I agree. Is that more plausible? Could that You're, happen?
3: All all the scenarios that you've put forth so far are plausible. My question is, will he if he believes that he can't win this election legitimately, will he? Not how, but will he? Well the how is important. Well will no he? Will,
0: yes, he will he will. Yes,
3: of course he will. Well then then the question is answered. Because the people
5: who did nine eleven got away with it, didn't they? But I'm not talking about a bunch of I, Arabs. I don't believe no. the Arabs did it.
3: Well, I, 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 I do. You know, a lot of people believe that there was in a Vince third, uh, there was a second and third gunman on the grassy knoll. I don't believe that. You know. No, of course not.
5: You believe That's, Arlen Specter? Arlen I, Specter? I believe, may, no,
3: I believe may Arlen
5: rotten hell? Uh, he's not gone no, yet, but believe, when he does, when he does go, let him rotten hell. Do you believe Arlen Specter's single-bullet theory?
3: I believe that Lee Harvey Oswald, even as a third-class rifleman, could have gotten those shots off, and that he did, and he killed the president all by himself. I don't believe him. I do. I do because, guess what, 1A.J., I am a United States Marine, and I know what a Marine can do with just a rifle when when who was it uh, who is the young man who uh killed all those folks on top of the uh i forget the uh, the the school library in texas which which college was that i i don't if i had that information I don't, in mind I, I, I know what you're
5: talking about but i don't a, remember he was
3: he was a young marine who killed a whole bunch of folks from a lot greater distance than lee harvey oswald did and all he had was a raf, rifle and some rounds that's all it takes. Well, but what was
5: so spectacular about what he did? He started picking people off with a long-range rifle,
3: who were moving pretty damn fast, okay. trying to get out of his way, and that's all Lee Harvey. But we're talking prepared. about
5: the president of the United States, oh, who Harvey should have, have, have had, had, who should have had, you know, protection.
4: He had that, protection.
5: It, no, he didn't. His protection it was, was his, absolutely brought
3: down. Look, look, morning one, AJ. I know this subject like I know my own name. He made all the wrong mistakes himself. The President of the United States got himself killed by Lee Harvey. He, he refused to put the, the to use the, the uh the canopy, the uh the, the um the bubble canopy because he said he wanted to be out where he could interact more with the people. He refused to take a different route. He everything that the Secret Service wanted to do to protect him, he completely dismissed it. That is fact. Not supposition, not fiction, not my opinion. It was the president himself. In fact, the Secret Service even told him, You shouldn't go to Dallas. Skip it, because it's too dangerous. The Secret As Service, I recall,
5: uh, I don't believe the president has the capability of overriding the Secret Service. Of services. course he does.
3: Of course he does. Come on, 1AJ. Of course he does, and he did.
5: I'd have to I'd have to look that up. You really,
3: you really, you really should. Texas, it was Texas A and M. Now, now was there like three or four gunmen at the Texas A and M shooting where where the young marine uh, uh, shot and killed all those folks? No. How many
5: bullets were were recovered from the Texas A and M shooting? I don't know. More than one.
3: Uh, more than a whole bunch, more than one.
5: Okay. How many bullets were recovered from JFK shooting?
3: I don't know. Well, just I one. I can
5: tell you. Just right. one. Just one. Just one. And yeah. it was pristine.
3: It was not pristine. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It I was not misshapen at all. Around.
5: It it was found in the in the stretcher.
3: <laughs>
5: Supposedly fallen out of the president.
3: So what does that tell you, one AJ?
5: Well, it tells me it didn't happen the way I was told. What didn't happen? The way that the government tells, I don't believe the single bullet here. You course.
3: don't believe that Lee Harvey Oswald, a United States Marine, who's well, being a Marine doesn't make him a no, no, uh, no. god
4: or something.
3: Uh, being a Marine makes you one damn good rifleman because that's what we're all about. Every Marine, every single Marine from the time of our inception until this very day, this very moment, this very second, is trained to be a basic rifleman. It doesn't matter whether you're a cook. Or works in a library, or an administration, or whatever. You're a rifleman. You're an infantryman. He was an infantryman. He was an O311. And even though he was not a rifle expert,
5: he was also a, a uh, he was also a Russian specialist, wasn't
3: he? He was a he was a rifleman. He could easily well, wait pick a minute. Wait a minute. He was the, also a Russian specialist. He
5: spoke but Russian. But
3: That doesn't make any difference. He, he
5: defected. Well, wait a minute. He defected to Russia.
3: So how does that affect him actually pulling the trigger and shooting the president? Well, you got to ask the question: How did he get back into America? How does that matter? He shot the president of the United States and killed him. I mean, it all matters. that matters—it matters
5: him. because obviously at the time somebody let him back in. How did okay. they do
3: that? All right. So someone let him in. He so here's shot- a man
5: that goes that lives in Russia. He speaks Russian. He is trained by the military to speak Russian. Russian. Goes to
3: Russia. back. What does that matter? Back. I speak Farsi. I speak Mandarin Chinese. Does that how make did you me, how he, how did he, he, well, some nefarious uh, person?
5: How did he... Did you defect to China at any time in your life?
3: What does that have to do with him shooting the president?
5: I find the entire situation of Lee Harvey Oswald to be very questionable and dubious.
3: Okay. Well, here's the thing. It's been proven... See, here's what here's what what a lot of conspiracy folks have a problem with. The idea, in this case, that one man, one seemingly inept man, can bring down the most powerful man in the world. Who said he was inept? That's. You never,
5: you never heard me say that.
3: When 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 President Reagan was shot. Right. Was there some grand conspiracy? Uh, where, where there well, I think there are, is
5: a grand conspiracy. When folks, about folks, when folks
3: are saying that he should have been protected, where folks saying that he should have been protected better, when, when he's standing out there waving and shaking hands, it's no. not difficult to understand. But were
5: you, were, were you aware that, uh, uh, what was the guy's name
3: who shot Reagan? Uh, Mark David Chapman.
5: Mark David Chapman. You're aware that the Bush family and the Chapman family are friends or were friends prior to that.
3: Were you aware of that? No, but what were you that aware happen? that the I'm Bush boy, trick- were you sh-
5: aware that the Bush sons knew the brothers of Mark David Chapman? In fact, one of the Bush was supposed to go out with the brother the following evening for dinner. Okay, so how, do you, how do you tie that
3: into the shooting how do you tie that into the shooting of the president?
5: Well, if I'm investigating, let's just pretend that I'm an investigator. I'm a murder investigator, mm-hmm. and I'm a damn good one. And I'm uh, I'm given a scenario where I have a man who's been shot. I have the shooter. I have the people around the man. Uh, in, uh, cases of sh- in cases of in cases of marital shootings, they always look very closely at the spouse. Always start there. It makes sense. You rule out that the spouse couldn't have done it, and you move on, and you find who did. Okay. But in the case of uh, President Reagan,
3: he was shot by Mark David Chapman, who knew the Bushes. And? What does that have to do with anything? They tie it all together it? Why for Why didn't
5: you know this? Why doesn't anybody
3: know this? Why, why was, it, this, not, my, my why was is, this not... My question is... No, no, no. no, no, no. The one agent. What does, what does that have to do? What does one have to do with the other? Tie but it in real fast.
5: Does that not have a little bit of a smell that's no. not too no, normal? So you think normal. it's women? So you think it's normal?
3: I don't think it matters. How could you say that? Dude shot Reagan. He was deluded and crazy. Yeah. He came over. It doesn't matter if he knew my mama. Come on. Except it's, the whole family or friends, they know each other.
5: All right. Did so? Did hold on? Did President right, we, we, did get Bush?
3: Does hold hold on, senior one, have
5: something to gain.
3: One AJ, yes no? we've gotten we've gotten way far field. Oh, this okay. is a, this is a topic for the Just show that we're going.
5: We're following where it goes, right? This is. But this let, is me it, this let
3: me ask you. Let me ask question. No, 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 no. This is the topic for a show that we're going to do on conspiracy theorists, which we do at least once a year. My question: We're, we're way far is field sure? on the subject matter. It yeah. is whether or not Barack Obama will. Declare martial law, if it's possible, plausible, that he will do that in order to secure this election because he believes, and he has said so, that it is his destiny to fundamentally transform the United I States. I
5: believe that we've already been had martial law declared. I believe that we have no rights. I don't believe that the Constitution exists for you and me. Mm-hmm. And if you, want per- if you want proof of that, go find yourself some, some Japanese or Italian people.
3: We're old will, enough to will, tell you about being put in camps. No, no, no. I, I, you know what? I want, AJ, here's where you and I don't agree. Okay. I, 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 I kind of like facts. I, I mean, I don't. I, Cloudy. Well, what did I say that wasn't facts? I want to. Facts, as in the president says, I'm declaring martial law, yeah. as opposed to we haven't lived. We've been living under martial law for all this time. Blah blah blah. So blah, what? Blah, a Senate blah. report I, from I wanna, 1972. Hold I want on. to hear what a Senate that?
5: report from 1972 that was that was put to, out by the Senate Barack saying Obama exactly was, that.
3: Barack Obama was 10 years old then. My question is: Will Barack Obama declare martial law?
5: And I told you that in the right circumstances he would.
3: Okay, there we go. So here we go. Uh, we're going to take up. But he com- would
5: need extraordinary circumstances well, to do indeed, so.
3: Indeed, and that's why we're having this conversation. And I dig,
5: I dig it. Well, and, to... and those extraordinary circumstances, unfortunately,
3: are going to be another nine eleven. Okay, nothing less. We heard it here first. We heard it from one AJ that within the next two months, if Barack Obama believes that he's going to lose this election, we're going to have. I think another... he already
5: believes it now.
3: Nine eleven. All right. Well. Yeah. Let's move on folks. I want to thank everybody. Thank you um 1AJ. This has been a really cool conversation. It's been spirited. It's been it's been it's been a great conversation. I dig the
5: it. 1AJ, you always abides.
3: Indeed, indeed. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you calling in and giving your your point of view and your and your your wisdom on these subjects. It, it's great to hear from you. We're going to go ahead and cut the show short because really I'm just going on long because uh, my main man um Uh, 2020 doesn't do a show tonight, but we're going to head on out. Thank you so much for calling in. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out of here. Good night, folks. Wow.
0: friends shaking hands, thinking how do you do, they really say I love you, I hear babies cry, I watch them grow, they learn much more than i ever know, and I think to